Zegris? Frail? You mean to tell me that the future of the franchise, who, by the way, tied a Ducks record for most points in a season by a rookie, is frail? Really? You're Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a new week of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. I am still shaking my head at that. Anyway, this show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay, I'm really shaking my head at what Dallas Eakins said about Trevor Zegers. I, I still can't believe it. Yeah, but I digress. Before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out out to Sean, who's listening from down in San Diego County. I met him at the goals game over the past weekend. Really nice guy. And I met him and we talked a little bit of hockey as we met a certain legendary player. So yeah, it was really cool to get to talk to him and get to see a lot of the goals fans again. Really awesome to see them again for the first time in a while. So yeah, I just wanted to get that quick shout out going. Uh, Just a reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms. I'm on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. So we've got a little bit to get through today. We are going to talk about the game that happened last night at the Ponda. It was a fun one there. I, I can't believe that it wasn't a full crowd until I realized, oh, right, it's Easter Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Easter Sunday. That might explain why it wasn't a full crowd, and it really should have been because the Ducks played one of their best games last night. So I'll talk about that, and I will address what Dallas Eakins said last night, apparently. And I'll also talk a little bit about what Pat Verbeek said after last night's game. So, got a lot to get to. Tomorrow, I will be giving my three stars of the week for the Anaheim Ducks. Wednesday will be a recap of Ducks versus Kings. Thursday, as always, is Goals Thursday. So, make sure to keep an eye out for all of that this week. So, the game that was last night. This was one of the Ducks' best games of the season. I'm glad I was there for that one. Oh, John Gibson. First victory since March 1st. You heard that correctly. His first win since March 1st. It has been that long. It hasn't quite been 525,600 minutes, but it felt like it. It really did. Because he was 0-10-3 in that time where he just got loss after loss after loss, not all of which was his fault. I mentioned that one of those games where the Ducks could have had easily five goals scored on him. He only allowed three, so there was that game. But for the most part, he hasn't been as good as he was in the first half of the season. The first half of the season, that was all-star form. Last night, maybe not so much, but the Ducks, the Ducks offense completely turned on. And someone that some fans should be familiar with on this podcast, and if you're a fan of Trevor Zegras, you are definitely familiar with the Columbus goalie, J.F. Berube, Jean-Francois Berube. Now, why does that name sound familiar? I'll get to that in a little bit. Last night, Troy Terry put on a show in the first period. 
first goal came very quickly on a terrific steal from Ryan Getzloff, the actual elite 1C, at least for the next three games. I know I throw around that hashtag kind of mockingly, but at the same time, no, Ryan Getzloff, El Capitan. That's the proper nickname for Ryan Getzloff. El Capitan stole a puck from just on the blue line and had a perfect, perfect assist to Troy Vechkin. Troy Terry, with his 35th of the season, gave the Ducks an early 1-0 lead. That one was fun. And I, I love seeing that steal. I love seeing Ryan Getzloff still playing at a good level. I kind of looked and said, okay, he's still playing well. I get why he's retiring, but why is he... Re- like, why? He's still doing pretty well this season. Ryan Getzloff can still play. Okay, fine, I get it. His body's getting older. He's getting injured more. It's taking more time to recover. I get it, but man, Getzy looked really good last night. Later on, just a minute or two later, Jake Bean answered for the Blue Jackets, making it a 1-1 tie. And then Troy Vechkin on a really sloppy play right in front of the net. There was a lot of mishmash going on. There was, I think, three Columbus Blue Jackets down on the ice. There was four Ducks right there. All just resulting in Troy Terry picking up the loose change and potting it for his second goal in five minutes. Yeah, there was less than 15 minutes left in the first period, and Troy Vechkin already has two goals. So we were already on Troy Terry watch. Just a minute later, Troy Terry had a nice snipe shot that damn near like it almost went in he had a little bit of daylight and he almost got the hattie that one was close but it was still two to one just a minute after that jerry mayhew on a terrific pass from trevor zegris and it was three to one ducks just seven and a half minutes in i'm thinking well this game is drunk (laughs) that game got completely drunk early on and i loved every minute of it the crowd that was there early. They got into it, and it was a loud, fun crowd last night. Props to all the fans that came out on a holiday. So that was fun. Then things got a little bit interesting. Troy Terry, he almost got a wraparound and was maybe two feet away from the net and almost, almost got a hat trick again. But that one went off the side of the cage. Then he had another one where he was up close, tried to get a rebound. That one hit the pads. Yeah, Troy Terry had multiple attempts to get a hat trick in the first period. The first period! And he didn't get it in any of those. I mean, I was kind of ready to throw my hat, but if you've seen me over the past few days, you can understand why I was a little bit reluctant to you know, want to take my hat off, but nonetheless, it was still three to one after 20 minutes of hockey. Then we had a Jake Bean hat trick watch, his second goal of the game right off there. And just like clockwork, Troy Terry on the far side of the rink in the second period, clanged one off the posts. Oh man, it was so close. And I could, I could hear the gasping in the crowd. Every time that Troy Terry got the puck on his stick, and I could hear the audible, whoa, every time he came that close to a hat trick. And it was more than once last night. There was more than one occasion where the crowd went, oh, it was close. (laughs) That got a little fun. 
What didn't get fun was Columbus tying things up at three goals apiece heading into the third period. And Trevor Zegris, on the heels of being called frail, apparently, he scored his 21st of the season. So, yeah, he didn't look frail there. That made it 4-3 to three Anaheim Ducks. Zegris, his 21st point. And by the way, I just want to point this out. Trevor Zegris has 21 goals and 36 assists, which is 57 points. I point out 57 because that ties an Anaheim Ducks record for most points by a rookie in a season. The current record is shared by Trevor Zegras and Bobby Ryan. So we're going to the Wayback Machine on that one. So Trevor Zegras and Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan, you've got company. I think Zegras will break it at some point this season unless Dallas Eakins decides to bench his frail rising star. I, I hope he doesn't do that. At this point of the season, five games left. I mean, I don't I don't think Eakins would actually do that. But now that he said, you know what? That's going to be next segment. Next segment, I'll go off on that tangent. But Zegris, 21st of the season. Then Cam Fowler, who's having a great season in his own right. He gets one from the point on passes from Getze and Troy Terry. So that made it 5-3. to three. And Cam Fowler, by the way, game-winning goal because Cole Sillinger scored. And then the Elite 1C. Yeah, the Elite 1C, Derek Grant, on an empty net. Closed out the game. 6-4 to four is your final score at the Ponda. Lots of cheering all around. All right, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that game and talk about the comments that were made during the game. But first, let's talk about Athletic Greens. So what is Athletic Greens? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. And what is it? It is a special blend of ingredients. It's a supplement that goes right into your water, and it tastes pretty good too. So I've tried it. I wanted to see what the hype was about. And as someone who's training for New York Marathon later this year, I, de- I can definitely vouch for AG1 really helping me get some strength, get my immune system optimized, you know, just give me more energy and get me going on the day. So if you want to check out Athletic Greens for yourself, which, by the way, has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes, then Athletic Greens is going to make it easy by giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens. All right, coming up after the first intermission, we're going to talk about those comments and a little bit more about the game. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN, or Tlopin. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez, and we're still talking a little bit about last night's game at Honda Center, where the Ducks were victorious over the Columbus Blue Jackets 6-4. And it was a night full of milestones, 
you had, you know, Cam Fowler. He has a career-high point total of 41. Yeah, that's a career-high for him. So congrats to Cameron Fowler on that way to go. 41 points this season. Yeah, pretty good. Ryan Getzloff, 32 assists on the season. That's 35 points. Career points number 1,017. 1,017 points for his illustrious Hall of Fame career. Ooh, that is, that's a lot of points. No matter which way you look at it, if you're over 1,000 points, if you've got the accolades, he's a future Hall of Famer, but I've talked about that in the past. I'll talk about that again and again, and I'll say it louder for everyone in the back that he's a future Hall of Famer. I talked about Trevor Zegers already. Zegers, yeah, 57 points. He'll break the record. I think he will. But who I really want to talk about is Troy Terry. Yeah. So Troy Terry, goal number 36 last night. He is the first Anaheim Duck to score over 35 goals in a season since 2014. Corey Perry, 43 points, 39 assists, 82 points. Yeah, I don't see Terry getting 82 points, but still... Great for Troy Terry to be among that. Troy Terry could get to 40 goals this season. There are still a few games left. They have the the two games against the Kings. He could score a couple goals in those games. The finale at home. They got that Blues game. They got the Stars game. I, I think he could do it. He could average a goal a game. About. But let's see what happens in the next game tomorrow. Let's see how he picks it up. So Troy Vechkin. Way to go. Speaking of that 2014 season, just kind of going off on a tangent here. Corey Perry's 43 goals in 2014. Not even a career high for him. His career high is 50 goals when Corey Perry won the Richard Trophy. He won the Hart Trophy. This was back in 2011. And Corey Perry still the last duck to score 50 goals in a season once again back in 2011. But 2014, last time he scored 40 goals in a season. And speaking of that 2014 season, because I'm really going to go off on a tangent here. Corey Perry had 82 points for the Ducks that season. That didn't even lead the Anaheim Ducks. The guy who scored the most points for the Ducks that season was Ryan Getzloff. Yeah, see, I brought it back to Getze. Ryan Getzloff scored 87 points in 2014. That was his career high in goals. Getzloff had... 31 goals that season and was a complete force across the league and would have won the MVP. He would have won the Hart Trophy if not for some guy named Sidney Crosby. You may have heard of him. He's he's pretty good. He plays for the Penguins still. He's still their captain. I, I heard he's pretty good. I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Sidney Crosby, Getzy would have won the Hart Trophy that season. But that's how it goes sometimes. And I I will keep saying this. Like, people forget that. Yeah, notice how a a lot of the people saying, oh, guess he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not even the best duck. And I know there's still some people out there, even though they've been away from Twitter. Yeah, you you know who I'm talking about. Those, Those of you Ducks fans listening, some of you probably know who I'm talking about. There are some fans out there that say that Ryan Gesloff isn't even in the top three of all time ducks. He almost won the hearts. He had that dominant of a season. Come on now. So this was back in 2014. And as for Sidney Crosby, 
that ended up being his second Hart Trophy because he did win one back in, I want to say, 2007 or 2008, one of those seasons where he did. No, it would have been 2007 because, oh, wait, he was injured most of the time. So 2007 would have been when he won the Hart Trophy and 14 would have been his second Hart Trophy. And the Penguins that season, I mean, they had a lot of talent on that team. A young Malkin. I mean, he even made Ole Mata look pretty good. But Sidney Crosby led that team. He willed that team to the playoffs, only to lose to the Rangers in the playoffs. Of course, the Rangers went on that run. They played the Kings. They lost to the Kings in 2014. So I'm going off on like a weird tangent here, but this really just illustrates how good Crosby was and Getsy was almost as good. Just almost. It had to be that season where Crosby was completely healthy the whole season. Oh, darn. Okay, now that I've been off that tangent, there's a couple things that I do want to talk about, and I didn't want to talk about this too much because it is a very iffy subject. And this has to do with Dallas Eakins on Trevor Zegris. So I didn't actually catch this because I wasn't watching on TV. I was at the game. I was at Honda Center. Apparently last night during the broadcast, and this is according to Hazy, Dallas Eakins pretty much said that Zegris looked worn down. You ready for this? He looked worn down. He looks tired. Uh, What? He looked tired. Oh, that's not even the worst part about it. The worst part about it was he actually said that he, that Zegris looks frail. This is according to Dallas Eakins. So just to repeat that, the Bally Sports broadcast said that Zegris hit a, quote, hit a wall, quote, looks tired, quote, looks frail. Oh, okay. So someone that looks frail, he scores two points in that game? That That's frail to you? Okay. Is that why we saw Trevor Zegris on a line with Derek Grant and Jerry Mayhew? Yeah. I mean, Zegris did make Mayhew look great on that goal. And Zegris looked really good on that dish from the Elite 1C for what it's worth. So you could put Zegris with... I don't want to say anybody. You could put Zegris with almost anybody on that line. And he would still find some way to contribute. Just imagine what life would be like if you put Zegris with who I think would be the best fit for him. Can you imagine a top line next season? I don't know if Eakins would do this, but can you imagine a top line of Sonny Milano, Trevor Zegris, and Troy Terry? Can you imagine, even though that would be a super top-heavy line, can you imagine how many points they would get in a season. Actually, I'd even be okay with Adam Henrique, Trevor Zegris, and Troy Terry on the top line. Even though I definitely would not want to split up Milano and Zegris, Henrique and Zegris could work well together. I mean, we've seen how well Rico works with Getsy this season and how well those two have worked together for the past few seasons. They developed a rapport. They developed a really strong connection. Look at the connection between Getsy and Corey Perry. They were together for a long time, and that helped those two develop together. And I think that's what's going to help Zegris down the line as far as development. You want to get him comfortable and really just attach himself with someone where they're going to make each other better. 
I think Milano and Zegras fit that bill. They're a terrific tandem. When you put Zegras with Troy Terry, those two actually were very creative. And if you have Zegras's creativity with Troy Terry's newfound scoring um, threats, then yeah, put those two together as well. But don't but don't put Zegras with Derek Grant and Jerry Mayhew. Don't put him with Zach Aston Reese or some or Simon or Carrick or Grant. The the best way to go about with Zegras is to get him to develop properly. It feels like Dallas Eakins is doing everything in his part to stunt his development. And it, it's I don't want to use the word disappointing. I will say it is distressing. I said last night for Dallas to say this now was perplexing at best. But I almost want to go one step further and say it's distressing. Because that's the kind of stuff that will go back to Trevor Zegras. And I would imagine that there has to be some kind of meeting between the two at some point before the season ends. Because that is not a good look for Dallas Eakins who just got extended for a season. It's not a good look for your franchise especially when you consider that there was the little infighting that happened earlier this season. Actually, earlier this month, there was some infighting happening between Zegris and a couple others on the roster. It's just all not a good look. And hopefully the locker room isn't completely lost. And hopefully, hopefully Zegris can come back stronger next season. And according to Eakins, not look as frail. So we'll see where that goes. All right, we're going to head into a quick second intermission, but first let's talk about Bet Online, which is where the game starts. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, and that includes the NBA playoffs, which have just started. Who, who do you have winning? Do you have the Miami Heat winning? Do you have the Golden State Warriors? They look really strong. Of course, the Phoenix Suns, they look strong. They're looking to come back to the finals. And of course, you have the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. They're all in the NBA playoffs. And you have the Stanley Cup playoffs approaching in two weeks. Two weeks until we get the Stanley Cup playoffs. Who do you got? Do you got Colorado, Tampa Bay for a three-peat? Maybe you have Florida. Well, if you want to place a bet down on who's going to win the Cup, then head over to Bet Online using your mobile device or on your laptop. Once again, Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. And this episode is also brought to you by my favorite protein bar, Built Bar. Yeah. By the way, there are some sales going on. Built Boost has a sale going on. There's some sales on Built Puffs. I think recently there was the Ruby Chocolate Built Puff sale, which is one of my favorite flavors, but my all time favorite pl- flavor is the churro puff. That is right. A protein bar that tastes like a churro with cinnamony goodness all around. So if you want to check out Built Bars for yourself, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Yeah. All right. So one last thing before we head off. And this has to do with Pat Verbeek. So I did mention that Pat Verbeek did speak briefly yesterday. And he didn't really address anything about Zegris. Didn't address what had happened. What he did talk about mostly. I mean, he did talk about uh, some of his time back in the NHL. Uh, He briefly touched on Mike Bossy 
who has just passed away. And by the way, I want to pay our respects to the Bossy family. Mike Bossy had been sick for a while and he just passed away over the weekend. Very sad news in the world of hockey. Mike Bossy, of course, scored 50 goals in 50 games. One of the most prolific goal scorers in NHL history. And he only had a 10-year career, but it was a 10-year career that just went off like gangbusters. He's in the Hall of Fame, one of the greatest players of all time. Mike Bossy passing away at the age of only 65. So once again, we send our condolences to the Bossy family where he was battling lung cancer. So there you go. All right. So... Verbeek did talk about Mike Bossy. He talked about how much he learned from him. But one thing that he did want to talk about a lot, the the main things I want to talk about was going into the draft next season. He knows that there's going to be a lot of pressure when it comes to this offseason's draft. He's hoping to win the lottery, but he knows that they have a lot of picks and they're looking to build via the draft. He kind of wants to build that blueprint that the Ducks did almost 20 years ago. Think about that 2003 draft where they got both Corey Perry and Ryan Getzloff in the same draft class. Pat Verbeek is hoping to do the same thing here. He's hoping to build off the draft this year and especially the draft next season. And he does realize that next season is probably going to be a tough season as well. But he's hoping that everyone develops further And he wants to see how the development goes next season as well. But the main thing, the main thing he talked about was Ryan Getzloff, who is set to retire in less than a week. Oh my, oh my God. Can you believe we're only six days away from Ryan Getzloff's final game? If that doesn't make you emotional, I I don't know what, what, what is because Ryan Getzloff is definitely a future Hall of Famer. He's the heart and soul of this Ducks team. He has been a captain for 12 seasons, over 1,000 points. But more, you look at his attitude off the ice. You look at what he's done as far as a 21st Duck. And by the way, uh, one of those 21st Ducks was there on last night's game. I expect to see them Tuesday as well. So that'll be cool to say hi to them. But also, he talked about his presence on the ice and in the locker room. And one of the words that he used, which I found kind of funny, one of the words he used to describe Ryan Getzloff when he gets on the ice sometimes is truculent, which I think is kind of apropos given how much he loves his teammates, but given how just steadfastly he defends his teammates when he feels like they've been wronged. Or when he feels like something's happened and he's going to go yell at the guys across the glass. If if something pisses him off, he's going to let you know about it. If if there's a fight that he wants to get down, like he'll get down and throw, he'll throw hands. I mean, yeah, he hasn't done that a whole lot in recent years. But you could always be good for a Ryan Getzloff fight at some point during the season. Now, has he had any fights this season? In fact, yes, he has. Yeah, he had a fight this season. So, yeah, truculent, I think, is the perfect word for it. You know, he'll get down. He'll he'll kind of antagonize the opponents when he has to. So, yeah, Verbeek did talk very 
great things about Ryan Gesloff. And it was also kind of funny hearing him talk about Ryan Gesloff because he saw a lot of himself in Ryan Gesloff. He saw the leadership. He saw just how respected he is across the league. And even to Pat Verbeek's admission, those are going to be massive, massive shoes to fill. Which brought up one other point is the Ducks are not going to be rushing to get a captain. Um, It sounds like more than likely they're not going to announce a captain for next season. What's probably going to happen is they're going to name a captain either during the season. I I would think that they're going to go with three A's to start next season. They're not going to name a captain right away, which begs another question, which I will talk about on a future podcast, maybe during the offseason. Who would you have as your three alternate captains for the Anaheim Ducks? Hmm. Maybe that's something to ponder for the rest of the week as we count down to the number of games that Ryan Gesloff has left, which is currently at three games. Tomorrow's game will be at the Ponda Kings versus Ducks. Then over the weekend, Kings versus Ducks at Staples Center or the arena formerly known as Staples Center. And you also have his final game. Yeah. You ready to cry, fans? His final game is going to take place on Sunday. Are, are you ready to cry, guys? Are, are, are you actually ready for this? It's already going to be emotional enough. They're going to come in and play the St. Louis Blues. Oh, boy. That one's going to be... That's going to be a hard one. Then, of course, you have the two road games at San Jose and Dallas. Uh, it's been announced that he's not going to play those games. He wants his final game to be at home with his family there, with his friends there, with his teammates, with all the fans that he's come to adore. I hope the Ponza is packed on Sunday, and I hope you are all there cheering him on. I sincerely hope that. But man, that Sunday game against the Blues, yeah, bring some tissues. Yeah, it's going to be emotional. All right, I think we're going to close out the show that way. And once again, thank you all for your continued support of the podcast. It's greatly appreciative. Don't forget that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Make Locked on NHL your second listen of the day. Gil Martin, he hosts on Mondays and he interviews three hosts from across the Locked On Podcast Network. We also have Rachel Donner as a host. We have Mike DiStefano as a host. Western Conference Wednesdays, you have Jess Balmasto and Sarah Avampato, who I will be crossing over with later this week, at least once, because the Ducks and Kings play each other twice this week. So do check out, once again, Locked On NHL. I'm on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for listening and let's cheer hard for Ryan Getzloff, guys. Let's cheer him hard tomorrow night. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.